Welcome, everybody, to the International Baseball Community Podcast. This is episode number six, and I'm your host, David Burns. Today, I'm super stoked to have Owen Reed on the podcast. Owen has taken his international baseball game from Austria to New Zealand to Australia in most recent years. Since 2009, he's been involved in international baseball as a player, as a coach, and now most recently in Australia, he's involved in the Western Australia uh, Youth Development Program, and he's held a management position with the Perth Heat for the last two years. Without further ado, let's get on to this podcast. Hey Owen, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is episode number six and I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. You have uh, a deep knowledge about Australian baseball and you've experienced a lot. You've been around the world, you've been to Europe and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to picking your brain a bit today. David, thanks for having me. I'm glad to share any information that I can and just appreciate the opportunity to talk about baseball. Great. Uh, I, I, maybe let's take it and let's start it off with, uh, with your journey uh, over to actually to Austria, where, where I'm playing ball here. Uh, you, you played with the uh, Vienna, uh, who did you play with? Not the Metro Stars, but you played with the Wanders. And uh, I think you met somebody along the way, or how, how did you come along that job? That was all done through a gentleman who went to the same university as me in the United States, a an Austrian baseball legend in his own right, Christian Tomsich. Yeah. And he went to Winthrop University where where I attended college and through the head coach that was there at the time when both of us played, we had a few years in between us, but mm-hmm. Christian was able to get in touch. I was able to get in touch with Christian through my coach and he came over and, and watched me play a few games and we had a chance to, to catch up and get to know each other and expressed a, a, a big interest in wanting to play baseball internationally and it worked out that I could head over pretty much straight away after our season ended in 2009 and got started right away and playing in the Austri- the Austrian Baseball League. So at, at that point, were you aware of, of baseball in Europe, or did you know there were these opportunities in countries like Austria? I had done a little bit of research, but did not realize the the wide variety of baseball that was played in Europe, and, and honestly, didn't really even know where Austria was on a map at the time, <laughs> and I feel feel really ignorant saying that now, but looking back at it, it was it was certainly something that I was, was very naive at the time with, and and really am glad, though, that the opportunity came along. I, I didn't realize the magnitude of, of the sport in Europe at the time, and I think it's only gotten bigger since. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I, I was the same way, so don't feel bad. I really had no clue. I didn't even know what language was spoken in Austria at the time when I came. So, uh, so, so from there, that was in 2009, and then in 2010, uh, you came back to Austria, but this time with uh, a second division team. Um, but you came back as a more of a uh, in a management role, or you were the, the coach, player coach. Is that correct? That's right. Yes, I had an opportunity to. Yeah, I didn't realize it at the time, but when I was playing and, and coaching and down around the facility there in Vienna, there were a few people who I guess were kind of watching with a keen eye and and had a chance to meet some some other people within the sport there in Austria and did did a few of the right things and, and made some contacts to be able to bring myself back for another season there, as you mentioned, and, and did take on more of a hands-on coaching role. 
I did coach the the Feldkirk Cardinals, worked as the the junior development officer, call it the youth baseball officer, mm-hmm. pretty much overseeing any any youth baseball that took place within the club. So okay. I had a chance to have an impact all the way from, from the youngsters through to the senior team. Now, was that similar with the Wanders? You were involved with the youth and everything, or were your duties just tr- strictly on the field? Predominantly on the field, but I did have a chance to do a few camps and some clinics to, to get involved with the, the school program and the kids who came through who had an interest in playing baseball at a higher level. Yeah. Okay, and in between those two seasons, you, you actually traveled over to New Zealand uh, as a, for, for winter ball there, and uh, I'm not really sure if you were playing or if you were just in, in, involved in the, the coaching and youth development Uh so maybe you can tell us a little bit about how that came about, how you found that opportunity in New Zealand of all places, and uh, yeah, what your role was there. Sure, sure. It actually came about, again, I didn't realize baseball was played outside of the U.S., me being the, the stubborn American that I was. But looking back at it, again, another opportunity just by, by putting feelers out there and, and being aggressive and persistent, some things came my way. And, and that all came about, David, through a contact that I made and during the Prague Baseball Week, when I was okay. in Austria the first time in 2009, there was a gentleman who was from Australia who was one of the coaches on the team that I ended up playing for, the, the Austrian team. And just got chatting with him, and he talked about baseball in Australia, and I immediately wanted to make that happen. So I did everything I could to reach out to teams from west to east and east to west and top to bottom. and tried to just have an opportunity to connect with someone in Australia so that I could play baseball there. And when that didn't work out, I turned to both Africa and New Zealand and got some strong bites back from New Zealand, one of which was from the Central City Baseball Club, who was interested in bringing someone over with baseball experience to work with their youth players. And that's literally how it went. I had zero correspondence with the club uh, except from emails that I had sent, mm-hmm. only spoke to the gentleman on the phone one time, and that was the night before my flight from the U.S. over to, to Auckland. So wow. it was very much a dipping into an unknown or <laughs> diving into the deep end head first. Yes, and go for it. I, I didn't know what to expect at all, but I got there, and it was a great opportunity, and, and yeah. I was immediately respected as someone who had high level of baseball knowledge. And was able to work myself in and, and make an impact right away with the young players. And then, unbeknownst to me, the, the level of baseball there, I, I had a chance to play as well. I played for the West City Wildcats in Auckland. Mm-hmm. And, again, had a chance to kind of just get out there and, and leave my mark as a, as a player, as a teammate, and, and as a, a leader on the field. And it was it was great to kind of be there as the sport was starting to take off and develop and now two years almost three years later it was it's something that is is becoming very common in New Zealand even though it's it's softball that's kind of their national sport mm-hmm. or one of them baseball is starting to take over kids are being sent over to US colleges and with team New Zealand or the uh, the Diamond Blacks playing in the World Baseball Classic qualifier against Taiwan kind of getting on the map in that regard yeah. and really really making a name for themselves in the sport. So what kind of opportunities are are there over there for imports? Uh you know, I obviously when you were over there you you played against some other uh top level teams there and by New Zealand standards. So I uh are there other teams that are importing as well, or, or, or was were you kind of one of the first ones over there? 
Yeah, at the time, David, it was pretty limited with with import players, and I think the reason being is that there were just there's a few a few teams, so it's not laden with clubs and and various organizations to even be able to to host or to bring in such players. Yeah, it it's definitely the kind of thing where as a as a player or as a young man who'd want to go over to New Zealand and be involved in baseball, mm-hmm. your best way in would probably be coaching experience yeah. so reaching out and saying that you want to come over and you want to help out as a coach or an instructor or someone to just continue the development of youth baseball there yeah. that would be your way in and then once you're there the playing side of it certainly can happen and there are opportunities to do it but it wouldn't be your first step you know you wouldn't go there as a player and then oh by the way i can help out as a coach okay yeah that's good advice um, okay, so moving on up to Australia baseball, um, you, uh, how long have you been there now? I guess it's a few years, isn't it? It'll, it'll be three years in October. Wow. So, uh, so how did that, was that through your contact that you met, uh, in, in Prague there? No, it's actually, it goes back even a bit further. I played my last two seasons at Winthrop University and with, uh, with a gentleman who's from Perth. So one of my college teammates, a guy that I befriended and and kept in contact with even throughout my international travels in Europe and New Zealand, was a guy that I got along with really well and someone that I, I could have certainly seen myself staying in contact in the future in, in hopes of getting to Australia. And fortunately, it worked out. And when I was in when I was in Feldkirch, my second stint in Austria there. there was I can remember it vividly was having a Skype conversation with him and said, Look, do whatever you can to get me down to Australia. I just want to have a chance to get there and play. Leave it with me once I'm there. So he made one last effort in an attempt to, to latch me on with a club and, and thankfully had a chance to come down and play and as an import player and and was given an opportunity to work and put up by by one of the guys from the club. And away she went. So that was my my first season of of Australian baseball, and and I haven't looked back since. That's that's amazing. So you were, was it originally with the Perth Heat, or, or were you in the S, the the SABL or the the Western uh, Association baseball, or what what club did you start with? And you started as a player, and then you made your way to the Perth Heat, or how did that go? So I started out yes as as a player came out with. The club's name is the University of Western Australia, mm-hmm. and its only affiliation with the actual university is that we use their facilities. So I wasn't studying at the time; was was strictly coming over to play baseball, yeah. and came out as a as a player there, and actually played two seasons with that club. And then during my my first season, and in that particular club I coached at one of the lower grades and one of the players also an American was the was the general manager of the Perth Heat so I kind of just chatted him up a little bit and had an opportunity to get to know him and and offered my services if anything was needed out with the the professional organization if if they needed any volunteers or hands on deck I made my services available and next thing I knew I was helping out with the First Australian Baseball League Championship Series, which was broadcast on Fox wow. internationally, wow, and had a had a, a fairly significant role throughout the series then, and had a chance to meet some of the the front office representatives from Major League Baseball International over at the head office in Sydney, and 
then in the off season, found myself in a full time role with the Perk Heat, working working in operations, working in marketing and in promotions, and kind of held a variety of front office positions during my eighteen months with the professional team and. Didn't ever put on the uniform for the Perth Heat, but was involved in just about every way possible with the team itself, both on and off the field, and, and then had a chance to, to obviously come back and do it again the following season as the operations manager. And and fortunately, we were able to, to win the first first two out of three Australian Baseball League championships in, in the revamped form. So I had a, a really unique opportunity to... Put on the put on the formal attire and, and have a desk job and still work in baseball and still have a chance to play on the side. That's 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 very that's amazing how you just you go over there as a baseball player and then just just through you know pushing it a little bit and, and making some contacts you've worked your way into the Perth Heat baseball club and uh, into the the operation end of things. So that that's an amazing story and I was kind of curious how that came about if that was your focus going over there or if you went over as a baseball player and then uh, made your way from there. So the common theme that I hear is that you're just proactive in meeting people, um, getting to know international baseball players through your journeys, and then one opportunity usually leads uh, to another, and, and uh, that's kind of how you've you've progressed through the international baseball world, and that's, that's the way to do it. So um, maybe we can talk a little bit about your role as a operations manager with the Perth Heat because uh you know I know a lot of cl- smaller clubs over here in in Austria maybe would benefit from some of the the feedback that you can give me about uh you know your your role there and with regards to promoting the club and I know you're you were uh, also within the community you were obviously promoting the club quite a bit so maybe you can just give us a little insight on on some of the strategies that the Perth Heat use in in bringing people out to the park Sure. Well, we we have a difficult time competing with with cricket and Australia Aussie Rules football here, which are yeah. the two national sports. And you throw rugby in there as well. In some of the bigger East Coast cities, it's it's definitely baseball fourth or even fifth in the order that that people think of when it comes to national or professional sports mm-hmm. here. So, right there, we're already a few steps behind. But but honestly, David, it's it's about promoting. You know, a game that is pure, promoting a game that's played everywhere in the world by by athletes of all shapes and sizes, and and that's the the cool part about it is in in Asia, in the Americas, in Latin America, you know, on any island you go, you're gonna someone's gonna know what baseball is, and someone's gonna have played it, and that's the unique part about baseball here is that it it dates back it it dates back quite a while, and and baseball's been played here for a while. But it's it's so similar to cricket that sometimes people are, are confused yeah. by even you know why why do you play baseball? It's so boring. It's so boring. But at the same time, it's it's something that is exciting. And and our biggest way of trying to promote it was was getting out to either getting out to schools or getting out to local clubs to to get the youngsters out to the games. And once you get them to a game and they realize how fun it is and, and events or or little games that are played in between innings, just like they would be at a minor league game, yeah. are are certainly going to be bringing them back to the ballpark, and that's the model that the the Australian Baseball League and certainly the Perth the Perth Heat work with is you know family fun and engaging activities for for them to enjoy when they come out to the ballpark, and that's the the best way that we tried to promote it was that look it's a family fun atmosphere where you can come out. 
You can enjoy a nice evening. You can watch professional athletes from all over the world competing in your own backyard. And the synergy of local talent from Western Australia or other states, respectively, throughout the ABL, combined with guys who've come over here to not only experience the Australian lifestyle and culture, but to get their winter baseball in, it's pretty unique. And in that sense... The first year that I had a chance to work with the Perthia and the ABL was very much a, you know, kind of to get our, to get a feel for things. And it was a suck and see, if you will. And the, the second year, obviously, there were, were some bumps in the road, but every year it, pro- it progresses and, and we learn more and more and, and have an opportunity to, to kind of take the good with the bad and vice versa and, and to learn and to make it into a better, a better system overall. Excellent. Um, so yeah, so are you starting to do you feel like the atmosphere around the ballpark for the Perth Heat is something you might you might find back home as as, as the years go by here, and you keep plugging away at and bringing people out and 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 the, in between innings, you know the entertainment and everything. You feel like it's the the same as going out to the old ball game in the U.S. In some ways, yes. You know, it's still for me having having grown up with the opportunity to go to major league baseball games and to see it played at its highest level it's it's certainly still very different but at the same time keeping things in perspective it's it's come a long way just in the 3 years less than 3 years that I've been here so mm-hmm. understanding where it started and and where it is now is really important and i think that that if you were to, were to come to a Perth Heat game or attend an ABL game anywhere in in Australia, you'd understand that it very much is like a, a minor league baseball atmosphere, yeah. where the players are approachable, you know, before or even after after the games for autographs or to shake a hand or to have a conversation, mm-hmm. or throughout the game, you you know, you can find plenty of things to to stay engaged with, even if you don't want to watch the game. There's there's plenty of things to. For the kids, there's plenty of things for the adults and and the the in betweeners, and it's it's a really cool thing to be able to to have an opportunity to go out to the ballpark and to work in baseball and understand that it's professional baseball at the same time, and that not only are there Australians out there playing, but there's guys from all over the world. Yeah, and, and bringing it back to the, the the league that you played in when you first came over is that it's called the Western Australian State Association League. Is that correct? The league, it's actually, it's kind of taken a, a turn since I've been here. The first year I came out, I played in what was called the Provincial League. Okay. And then my second season with the same club was also in the Provincial League. And after just completing this, being my third season, I actually shifted clubs to a state league club, which is the the next level down, if you will, from the Australian Baseball League. So two completely different Organizations, but basically the state association, Baseball WA, has its clubs uh, in in the state league, and those act as basically feeder clubs to the ABL. So if there's players who are who are doing well in the state league, or if there are imports brought over to state league clubs, the Perth Heat has an opportunity, obviously, to use that kind of as a farm system and to pull guys into the club from the club into the Perth Heat to compete in the ABL. Okay. And would you say that's a parallel league to the South Australian Baseball League? That's where I'm a bit naive in regards to amateur baseball outside of Western Australia, David. It's yeah. WA is massive, so I don't we're, – we're too far from an Adelaide or we're too far from a Sydney or a Melbourne to even – 
for me as as a non-resident to to compare local competitions. So I really don't know anything about the South Australian Baseball League or the New South Wales Baseball or even Victorian Baseball per se to to compare it to what we play here in the state league level in Western Australia. Okay. Yeah, I, I was interviewing uh, a few days ago another Owen. His name was Owen o- Ozenich, and uh, he played in the South Australian Baseball League, and, and we spoke a bit. And he said there were some opportunities there for imports. Uh, quite often they'll set you up with a job or you know a place to stay, but they'll they'll actually set you up with a job instead of providing any kind of income. Maybe a few of the teams will will provide an income, but uh, I want to see uh, maybe ask you uh, what opportunities you think there are for baseball players and, and what level of baseball players it uh, is typically coming over and playing in that second division uh, Australian Baseball League. Well, basically. You've got a, a wide variety of guys, honestly. Myself, I, my highest level of, of baseball was Division One, and, of course, I had an opportunity to then go to Europe and, and play there and in New Zealand as well. So I don't have any professional experience per se, but the State League competition here in Western Australia, you'll see guys who are former professionals. You'll see guys who are Division One players, or guys who maybe played junior college baseball, Division One, Division Two, NAIA, mm-hmm. everywhere in between, honestly. And it really comes down to, as you mentioned earlier, David, either one, two, or even three degrees of separation of someone who you know, who knows someone here, yep. or someone who's been out here before that can, can refer you or at least give a positive reference for you to a local club here on the ground. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Okay, and in, in, do you think like uh, how many? For, first of all, like how many clubs would be in the in the the league that you were playing in currently? There's about twelve. Okay, and 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 per club, do you, one or two imports or or more? Correct. You can a club could have as many imports as they want, as they're willing to to bring out or to to finance getting over, but you can only have two on the field at one time. Okay. I see. So, so typically they would have two, maybe three at the, at the maximum, and and that's throughout the whole the the whole league, or, or all twelve clubs are, are importing that many players. Do you think? Not every club will have two. Some may have three, as I, as I mentioned, but mm-hmm. it's it's pretty common that most clubs will have two. And obviously, as you, as you would, you go after most clubs will go after a guy who can pitch and ideally then play another position and they'll also try to then bring out a a position guy. So typically clubs won't bring out two pitchers because you can only, you're not allowed to pitch consecutive games as an import. So you have to have a game in between, uh, in between your, your outings. And so in that, in that most clubs will bring, bring out an arm and then bring out a position guy and hopefully both can do a little bit of everything. Okay, and uh, I, I know another. Obviously, a lot imports that are new or that are they're new to coming over to Europe uh, typically want to know if uh, you know what what their duties are, what what the contracts are like, and and what their you know what it involves. Is it a flight over and a, and a couch or so? I, when you first came over, how did that look? I was curious, like most guys are, David, and for me, I fell into a really almost a perfect situation, and I had a similar call as we're having right now where I was speaking to the club president at the time, and 
he had just moved into a house in, in a nice community here in Perth, close to the beach. Oh. And he, myself and, and the other import at the time were, were immediately put up here. And, and honestly, I've, I've not moved out since. He, he takes good care of me, and that's where I've been ever since. So my situation was pretty unique in a really good way. Most guys, though, could expect to, when they get over here, to, to be put up with either a host family or a representative from the club, mm-hmm. where they look after them and, you know, they maybe will pay a, a weekly rent or, or help out with, with purchasing food. And then, you know, it's expected, obviously, that you hold up your end of the deal and just help out around the house or any chores or, or miscellaneous duties that need to be taken care of are, are done. If you respect them, obviously you're going to get that in return. And, and, uh, off the field as well, like sure you're helping out around the house and everything, but also, uh, like are you, are you, was part of your original contract when you first came over helping out with youth and promoting the club or anything, or were you just there to play? And when I first came over, it was, it was very much a playing focused agreement and as I got further involved and, and quickly saw the importance of of the development of the youth and, and how obviously that drives the entire club or the entire organization, I kind of took it upon myself to to make an effort to get involved and, and obviously everyone's different. Some some people like working with kids, yeah. some people don't like working with kids and, and I'm one who, who enjoys working with young baseball players and trying to make an impact and and that's what I, again, I tried to do and, and took advantage of, of the opportunity to, to work with young players. And, and I think that sends a strong message to the club that you're working with or, or if you're trying to, to stake your claim, it, it certainly is, is helped massively if you can provide, provide coaching or instructions to the young players. And, and that's the, the biggest recommendation I would make, kind of as I mentioned at the start, when I went to New Zealand, if you can, you can kind of center your resume or your CV around coaching experience or your your opportunity, opportunities that you can provide them as as a mentor, as a an experienced instructor of baseball. The better off you're going to be. Of course, everyone wants to come over and just play and and not have to do anything and earn money, but that's not really the way it goes as as baseball. Unless you're playing in the big leagues, is is not really a money making sport or a a sport that's going to drive home a lot of income for especially the, the, the traveling baseballer. Yeah, I agree 100%. And uh, I know a lot of the clubs just here in Atenang, uh, you know, if you an import that comes over there, they're, that's part of their job. They're helping out with the youth program. They're going to the local schools and, and introducing the game of baseball and inviting them out to the park. And uh, they're heavily involved in it, and that's expected, and you don't get paid a lot. And, yeah. But you have a great opportunity. You see some of the world. You get to play the game you love, and uh, you know that's what you have to keep in your head coming over. So, you know that's uh, great advice. And uh, the one common thing that I really noticed, uh, you know, the, the the good tip that you've provided without realizing it is is just the being proactive, just meeting everybody you can and, and networking, and that's the way to continue your career. And then look look what's happened for you. So I mean, uh, I'm. I couldn't be any more jealous than your situation because I've been to Australia and it's a beautiful country and uh, you know I think you're living uh, the dream job right now. So congratulations. Now I appreciate that, David. And look, look you're not you're not doing too bad as, uh, yourself there, man. You're living in Austria. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed. I, I live in a beautiful city. <laughs> Salzburg's gorgeous. So uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy whirlwind, and uh, a little more than ten years ago, I, I I woke up to a phone call to if I, uh, a friend of mine asking me if I want to come play baseball in Austria, and then twelve years later, here I am still. So you never know what's <laughs> going to happen, and I, I I agree, just jump right in the way you did, going to New Zealand, and just go for it. So Owen, that's right. No, it's been a, it's been a great opportunity, and and I I think that. What you're doing to try to expose baseball to to players whom at, at the time, like myself, were interested in in trying to get as much information as they could to make it happen, it, it's fantastic. And anyone who who's been to your website or at least is aware of what you're doing should should obviously be grateful that for the the opportunities that you're presenting to them and and the chances you're giving them to broaden their horizons on the baseball field. Yeah, well, I hope it helps, and I hope there are a few people listening to this podcast because. Uh, you know, uh, that's that's all. We're all guys like yourself are just you know you're coming on here, volunteering to come on here, and just providing good tips. And uh, you know, I've, when I came over, there was we I really had no clue. So now that's really all the website's about is just trying to provide that information and make make the transition a little easier. And, and then expectations, I think, are a big a big point that I tried to to uh, focus on is is what what you're getting what you're getting into and that it isn't a money making thing. You're coming over to promote the game of baseball and to help it grow in Europe or Australia or wherever you're going. So, Owen, thanks for your time, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, we can stay in touch over the the course of uh, all the seasons you plan on staying there, and uh, maybe uh, you can come on for another podcast in the future. Absolutely. Would love to do so, David. Thanks for your time and for allowing me to come on here and help out. You're welcome. Take care, man. Thank you. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of the International Baseball Community Podcast. Uh, stay tuned because we're, I'm going to be interviewing Owen again in the near future. Uh, that will be part two, and it will be a look inside the Perth Heat as far as the operations and the marketing end of things are concerned. Uh, and provide some good information for clubs in Europe that are looking to take their their uh, their organization to the next level. Uh, if you feel like you've benefited from this podcast, please come to the website, www.internationalbaseballcommunity.com, and just like it. Like it or share it or leave a good comment. Uh, any of those three things would be very much appreciated, just so I know that there are some of you out there that are, are benefiting from this and, and appreciate it. Uh, if you also, if you have a story to tell, uh, an international baseball story to tell, I'd love to have you on the podcast. So feel free to fire me off an email and, uh, we'll set up a time and, and meet on Skype and we'll, we'll interview. Uh, my email is international baseball community at gmail.com. Once again, thank you very much for listening and, uh, best luck to you all in the upcoming baseball season, whether you're a player or a fan or a coach. Cheers.